gosh. Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. You know, this is the same intro from all of last year. Well, I should have made a new one for 2024. Yeah, I just this, thought of actually, it. I like, this is 2022 intro. Yeah. It is 2022. It does, yeah, it says intro 2022. I should have made the, wow, I'll have to work on a never, new one. Maybe never make one on 23. Good. We're skipping all the way to 24 now. Yeah, it's about time for a new one, I guess. Well, I heard yeah. I heard the intro you played last Thursday when I wasn't here, and that that goes back way back. I listened to that intro and I go, "Whoa, when is what is he playing?" Uh, I, it's the one on Podcast but it's really. Good. I, I clicked the audio. You know, I was yeah. in the studio and I clicked the uh, show intro. <clears throat> yes, but that's you know, and it says 2022. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but oh. Did I interrupt this? Hold on. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I, I love that. Post your questions and comments. During- you know what I was thinking is if, if I put, like we had on the real old ones where we had some of the guests pop in there and, you know, you know this is uh, so-and-so or uh, Canterbury yeah, Winery was in there, all these voices. I should probably throw that in there and then uh, change the intro video. Let me yeah, work on that real quick. Yeah, a few of them, yeah. Give me, give me uh, 30 minutes. We'll just leave this on pause, and I'll do it real quick. You know, nope. All right. Do, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna we'll right we'll there, be right <laughs> <laughs> I'll show them the process. <laughs> uh, all right, play it. Free the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash all about wine btr and now all about wine here's why all right there we go yeah i'm just thinking uh so many different changes i should uh, Back for yet another episode of All About Wine. Yeah. That's a, oh, there we are. Yeah, oh, up, man. Thank you, audience. Uh, Thank you. Well, Mike is back with us this week. He was absent last week. His wife had surgery, and she's doing quite well. And um, he's, he's back with us this week. And so... Uh, Glad to have him back, and uh, he did his show last Saturday. He'll do his show this Saturday, so if you are not listening for who knows what reason to Flightline Radio, you really need to do that. Uh, It streams 24-7, but he is live on Saturdays from 10 to noon, and uh, you can chat with him and request songs and all that stuff. So. Had, to get, had to get to the holidays. It was like, you know, Christmas is done and over with, but we're still kind of in that mindset. And it was, uh, I just, but I didn't play any Christmas music that I remember. I don't think I played any of that, but uh, yeah. Um, I did Christmas Day, though. That was the only time I put Christmas music on, actually. Christmas Eve and Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. That's yeah. two days. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll, get some, 
Uh, and then I read online because uh, I'm in a bunch of you know broadcast uh, groups and stuff, and I read online that uh, you know people were saying you know what shows do you host or what songs do you play on Christmas, and they say I play my regular stuff. People, there's enough Christmas music out there in the stores, on the radio, every radio station, whatever, and they say be different, play play what you play, and and you know <laughs> tune in because there's people that don't want to hear it because they've heard enough. Um, yeah. I mean Christmas well, there's... at the end of a. October and uh, no, you know, local pirates. stations here. Mm-hmm. I think they started. It was before Thanksgiving. I think they started a couple of weeks yeah. before Thanksgiving playing Christmas music, and it was twenty four seven. It's the you know, uh, oh my gosh. And, and it was just like, and I flipped to the station because they play easy listening music, and you know, it's um, yeah. it's like rock. It's like a classic rock only it's not the hard heavy stuff and yeah so i i listen to them everyone but boy that christmas music i just get tired of it after two songs and it's time to get back to something else and the sad thing about Mm. christmas music and i I, you know i hate to say this but the sad thing about christmas music is that it's all sort of generic stuff now it's yeah you know, I don't know. So, you know, with yeah, yeah. It's getting too, too deep. Yeah. There's too many, too many artists out there that are overdoing it. You know, putting yes. a little spin on it. And I was like, I don't like to hear that version. I don't like the, you know, give me. The, I personally like the old classic ones. Um, yeah, I do. And too. a couple of them that I put on there, they were in mono and you know, not that stereo thing, and they didn't have the deep bass like the new stuff does. But I was like, that's that's to me was, was Christmas music, not this, you know, recorded last week stuff that they have to throw in all yeah, the audio processing and garbage in. And the artists but, make it their own, you know. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want you to make it yeah. your own. I want to listen to it as it was, yeah. you know, written. And, I mean, you know, a lot. Yeah. I, I learned Christmas music mm-hmm. in church and during the Christmas plays in school. And yeah. it, it was just, you know, a lot of the classic Christmas songs and stuff. And now yeah. you can't find most of those, even if you search through the radios mm-hmm. all the time, because they they have to play some, yeah. like I say, generic Christmas music. So that's really sad, I, yeah. I think. So, yeah. Uh, um, I agree. Um, well, I guess that's the show for tonight. Uh, thank you all for yeah. coming. Uh, episode tonight was about Christmas music. <laughs> People are listening, going, man, you know, the video froze on my screen, and now they're signing off already. Now there's what kind of What's going on? The music paused. It was the video paused as well, so it wasn't, you know, there was nothing. It was just stuck oh, on a on a frame. No, yeah, it stopped together. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the same video. That's, uh, uh, so they that's, that's that's they're sitting there hitting buttons and going, wait a minute, my my computer froze up. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that the thing they had a long time ago? If you can't convince them, confuse them. So there you yeah. go. So that's what I did. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good my part to cut. So uh, yeah. here we are. Pretty easy. Uh, happy New Year, everybody. And happy yeah. New Year, and hope you're safe. And, uh, and everybody's made it, no problems. And uh, we continue on to a new year. Uh, 2024 yeah. is here. It Ooh, is. Already. 2024. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, need to uh, <clears throat> need to update the opening and even to close too. I mean, the, yeah, the outro is still an old ep- 
an old version of that too. So yeah, I'll get with uh, get with it as soon as I can get back into it. Man, this now the timer's already off. Uh, so anyway, uh, no guest no, tonight. I don't. Uh, last no guest tonight. There's no, one we, we have one next week. I need to confirm him. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Next week is what the eleventh. Is it? Yes. The 11th. Yeah. Eleventh. It. Yeah. I'm, either it's next week or the week after. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's next week, the eleventh. But I'll, I don't know. I'm not going to dig through my emails and check right now. Yeah. I'll. Because uh, I need to. Yeah. Well, you know. Hmm. And we have others that are waiting to ask for the first of the year that we're going to start booking in too. So we should should have quite a few uh, guests coming up over the next couple of months here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, here, I just found it. That was pretty easy. January the 18th. Uh, is is the one actually this is uh grant reynolds he is an award-winning sommelier a restauranteur and the founder of parcells and the thing is he wrote a book called the wine list and i had an opportunity to read that and oh, I, it it was it is really interesting so uh, we'll be hmm. able to talk about that he, he's quite knowledgeable and it was a different approach to the book. Uh, so, I, I mean, it wasn't just like par- or pages and pages something. He had each page was a different year, and he had highlights of that year on, uh, in a, one small column, and then he told about a wine that was popular that year that he was talking about. And it was very good, very, very interesting book. So, uh, he's on the schedule for the 18th. So, uh, Grant Reynolds is his name. And, uh, you know, I just need to confirm, but it's, they, they have him, they said he's locked in and I confirmed. So, but this was a couple months ago. This was back in, uh, first of November that all this, so I don't think, I, I hope there's no changes, so it should be good. So. But that's coming up mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, and and then uh, yeah. we've got some to. others that are scheduled, and so we should, uh, uh, you know, we uh, got some uh, sommeliers that are scheduled. We got some people from uh, uh, author back from the dead. Wine tells from beyond. He's I talked to them. They're going to be on sometime over the next month or so. And, and uh, so we've got got an exciting 2024 for us here uh, to look forward to. So, you know, stay tuned. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, we'll have some, uh, we'll have some nice, uh, nice guests coming up. But, no, we don't have one today. Uh so, you're going to have to listen to me just give you some news. And I've got some things. Uh, I found here some interesting stuff about 
end of 2023 and some of the stuff there. But before we get into that, got a couple of wineries I want to give a shout out to and tell you about. As always, first one, Whispering Oaks, which is located north of us here uh, in, uh, uh, I want to say Ocala, but it's not Ocala, it's some Oxford. Oxford. Which is just, yep. you know, just uh, west of Ocala. And you can get a hold of this. This is Whispering Oaks at uh, www.winesofflorida.com. Uh, they're closed on Mondays, but uh, the things that they have coming up here, steak night is always a fun thing that is award-winning. Uh, they're offering uh, grilled beef medallions or surf and turf, uh, which beef medallion and grilled shrimp or 12-ounce ribeye or fresh fish or chicken. So something for everybody there. Served with rice, baked potato, fresh veggies, and ranch-style baked beans with a salad or soup and fresh baked bread. So uh, good meal. $33 per person does not include the gratuity tip, uh, gratuity tax, or alcohol. And you do need to make reservations for that, 352-748-0449. And they also have music there every Friday and Saturday uh, and Sunday. Uh, this, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is Jeff Brown on Friday. Del Stumble Saturday and Richie Q is playing on Sunday. They also have a tribute to Johnny Cash coming up on January 25th. Uh, it's uh, 5 o'clock special time, 5 o'clock. So a tribute to Johnny Cash. I don't know who the artist is, but uh, tickets are on, on sale already. And Valentine's Day, that's not too far off either, and they are doing a dinner, a Valentine's Day dinner, uh, on the 14th at 4.30. Reservations are also required for that. And then they also have all sorts of stuff going on. They have tastings, and uh, you can swing by and pet the goats and do all sorts of stuff. They have goats all leading up there and everything else. So, Whispering Oaks Winery uh, at www.winesofflorida.com. And Tassel Ridge Winery, which is also one of our favorites here. Uh, Tassel Ridge Winery is located in uh, Leighton, 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 Iowa, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, Leighton, Iowa. Iowa. Uh, they are... Uh, let's see. Oh, I always do this. They don't have their email address listed on their. Oh, there it is. Uh, Tasselridge.com. Just as simple as that. I try to add other stuff. But Tassel, T A S S E L R I D G E. Tasselridge.com. But they've got stuff going on there all the time, even through the winter here. Uh, Roasted prime rib 
and uh, served with Iowa Petite Pearl, which is a dry red wine. Uh, it's uh, Iowa Prime. Oh, boy, that sounds so good. Uh, they also have the wine of the week is the Iowa Petite Pearl, which is a dry red. They do their wine and wood fired oven pizza. Uh, it's coming up tomorrow night, actually, and they do it, I think, almost every Friday night. Uh, $6 to $12. Uh, and, oh, wait a minute, a glass of wine is $6 to $12, and the pizza is $15. There it is. And reservations are required for that. And they have uh, Harvest Club, which is their wine club. Uh, they have uh, uh, seller activities, getting ready for bottling. And uh, let's see, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, January 12th, 13th, and 14th, they have Sweetheart's Rosé release. And Sweetheart's Rosé in a heart-shaped bottle, a perfect Valentine's gift. January 19th is the uh, Wine and Wood Fired Oven Calzone. And January the 26th, which is also a Friday, is their uh, wood, Wine and Wood Fired Oven Pizza. So, lots of stuff happening there. and They are open year-round. They haven't gotten themselves some major snowstorms there in Iowa. So, it is pretty safe to go there now and travel, from what I understand. Uh, no major snow events predicted for the next 10, 15 days up there either. So get a hold of them. Um, you can uh, call them at, no, wait a minute, I was going to give a phone number here. That's not a phone number. That's the ad address. Oh, just get a hold of them on their, on their website, tasselridge.com. And... Uh, if you want to check their events, tasselridge.com slash events. And that you can see everything that's coming up and what's happening there. So Iowa, southeastern Iowa is really where it is, uh, to narrow it down a little bit more. Okay. Um, got some uh, information for you here. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's Tablet Creek. Tablet Creek sends out a great blog. If you don't get the Tabas Creek blog, you really should. It's just, it's really interesting. They uh, talk about uh, what's going on in the vineyards and around there and all that. And it's, it's quite an interesting, uh, quite an interesting blog. And uh, so, okay. Uh, let's see what we've got here. Spring used to be something that was done everywhere all the time in vineyards. They would spray the vineyards to stop bugs and everything else. Uh, but now they have cut back tremendously in the industry on spraying. Uh, it's a, uh, a new approach uh, to taking care of the vineyard. Instead of spraying it, they are using a minimal amount of chemicals on it. And a new thing that they're doing is mixing it with dried kelp uh, or even fresh kelp and killing it directly into the soil. 
or applying it to their sprayers and using it as a spray. Uh, the, the kelp enhances the nutrient profile basically and, and uh, it uh, helps strengthen the plants. It's uh, resistant to the heat and the drought in different places and it rebuilds the soil's microbiome. So uh, that's the uh, uh, the uh, strength of the of the soil. So uh, spraying chemicals is becoming less and less and more of a holistic, if you will, maybe so, holistic approach to the vineyards, uh, not biodynamically, but just basically trying to get away from that heavy amount of chemicals that have been used in soils for so long. And it does tend to break down the soil and, and you know, not really, really good for everything. So, uh, but uh, the kelp is uh, becoming the new approach to this stuff. Okay, let's see what else. Uh, what will wine lovers drink in 24? What are you going to drink in 24? The same thing that you've always had? Uh, most people approach it that way. But they're saying that uh, bubbly is going to be a big plus on everyone's agenda coming up this year. Uh, not just champagne, but all the different types. Uh, I went through a whole list of the champagnes two weeks ago. Yeah. And there's all sorts of different types. It's not just champagne, but there's Cremont and the, oh, geez, I can't remember all of them right now. But just, you know, look look at the bubbly. Uh, there's uh, just a, a plethora of champagnes out there and bubblies out there that you can try and they're all very good and interesting. Another thing that they're saying to stock up on this coming year is the no alcohol wine market. Wow. This is interesting, this one line here. It says one of the few categories of wine that is selling reliably well is the no and low alcohol category. That's shocking, I think. The global non-alcoholic wine market was valued at $1.469 billion in 2022. $1.469 billion for non-alcohol. That just that staggers me. Um, but that ex is expected to grow even more this coming year, uh, 2024. Another thing that they expect to take off even more is South American wines. If you have not found South American wines yet or you're not enjoying them or you don't have them sitting on your wine rack ready to be open at any time, shame on you. There are some wonderful, wonderful South American wines and some great com countries that are putting it out. Uh, Uruguay, for example, is a good good. Uh, Good wine. Exports of Uruguayan wine to the U.S. grew by 57% by volume. Uh, 
over the last uh, two years. Wow, 57%. And uh, there's other South American wines, too, besides uh, uh, Uruguay that you might not try. You've heard me talk about Carmenere out of Chile. Uh, a big, big fan of that. That's something that you really should be looking at. Uh, the cooler climate in Uruguay, though, allows for a diverse grape, uh, a range of grapes to ripen and uh, lower alcohol levels, which tend to be very popular right now uh, when you start looking at the low and no alcohol trend or the lower alcohol wines are also very, very popular. Uh, Tanat and Alberino are a couple of them that if you haven't tried from down in South America, Uruguay, and those areas, then it's worth trying. And they're saying alternative American regions. Well, we know that. We've talked about all these before. There's lots of other regions besides the classic California or Oregon or Washington. There's every state in the Union has wine reasons, wines. Sad thing is they just make enough to satisfy the needs of their state and, and, and not always that. Sometimes it's can't even satisfy all the needs in, in individual states. So if you're traveling in 2024, be sure to check out the different wineries and the different areas that you might travel to because there are some wonderful, wonderful wineries out there and wonderful, wonderful wines. And the last thing they're saying that you need to look for a uh, couple of things is uh, orange wine that uh, oh, my engineer just brought me in a wine. Was that you that broke something out there that I heard crash? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she brought me a Montepulciano di Abruzzo. Uh, scored 93. Let me see what this says here. Uh, imported. This is a the Minnesota original Trincola. It says uh, Italian red wine 2020. Uh, the grape is uh, Montepulciano, uh, aged in oak barrels and refined in the bottle. Ruby red, fine and persistent, with scents of blackberries and Plum jam. I like a plummy wine. Perfect with grilled red meat and aged cheese. Uh, does it say anything else? Nope. Just produced and bottled in Italy. Bosco Nestori and Company. No, that's it. Montepulciano. This Montepulciano is a good grape. I enjoy a Montepulciano. Let's see what this one tastes like. She always pours me just a little bit like she's a sommelier and she just wants to get me started a little bit here so I can sip it and then I say, oh, very good, pour me more. And, but I'll pour more here so I can actually get flavors and aromas out of it. That noise you hear is me swirling this wine on the table. And, oh, that it's got some good aromas to it. That always does. Uh... Legs aren't real pronounced, but you know, for those of you who are into into the legs of the wine, those aren't real pronounced on this. 
Oh, very nice aroma. It's uh, picking up some dark berries, blackberries, and blueberries. I'm not picking up plum, though, which is, should be getting that in the aroma. Let's see what it tastes like. Middle acidic, but that'll probably soften along with the flavors here pretty soon. Once you open a bottle of wine, it tends to tends to bite and then start softening. Okay, never judge your wine on your first sip; always your second. Oh, that's better. That's better. You can taste the tannins in it. It's the tannins catch you in the back corners of the mouth, which is really nice. And not quite as acidic. See, the second taste, your mouth becomes acclimated to it. That's why you should never judge a wine on your first sip, always on your second or third or fourth or fifth. Um, this is very nice. This is very nice. A 2020 Montepulcino de Abruzzo. Abruzzo. I have no idea where and when we got this or have any idea how much this cost. So I'm sorry I can't share that with you. It's given a 93 by who? By an Italian magazine. Oh, I suppose they know how to score just as well as anyone else. Very nice. It's a dark, plummy color. Speaking of which, I didn't get any plum in the taste. They advertised the plum coming out, and I liked the plum. I wasn't picking up any. It's got that good plummy color, though, which is nice. Not real, real dark, but a nice purpley plummy color. Hmm. That's very good. The more you sip on it, the more flavors start coming out. I'm going to pour myself some more here because if I don't, engineer will come in and take the bottle and I'll be left without. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, what is not so big in 24? They're saying orange wines, but it's sort of a toss-up as is natural wines. Uh, natural wines are natty wines. I think somebody, we were talking to somebody on the show and they mentioned natty wines. Uh, it, it, it's a love-hate thing. You either love natural wines or you hate them. And if people fall in love with natural wines, uh, uh, are out there, but they sort of tapered off, and they don't expect it to be real big coming this year, according to this particular article. And it says that ultra-premium wines tend to be really dropping off. The pricey wines, the ones that they, well, shall we say that, the ones that the snobs are into, they're not going to carry over into 24 with any um, amount of dominance. Uh, it's a 
are saying that uh, Burgundy is losing their fan base and the uh, whole premium wine category. I'm sorry, I'm reading a couple of lines here. The whole premium wine category has tapered off. It was tapering off uh, toward the end of 23, and they expect it to continue to do so in 24. So, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. If you enjoy it, then go for it. But uh, it's not a category they think is going to continue to grow. It's sort of leveled off. Same thing with orange wine. Orange wine is uh, not doing much either. They don't expect it to explode like it has in the last couple of years. They expect it to taper off also. So there you go. Uh, those are the trends that are uh, what they think is going to happen in 23. This is by the drinks business. So they tend to have a little insight on what's going on. So they think that that's, uh, that's what's going to happen in 23. Uh, Wine Spectator, the top news of 2023 by Wine Spectator. Uh, Wine Spectator unveils the 2023 Restaurant Award winners. We had a, a lady from Wine Spectator that did these awards on a couple years ago and she said that she would be willing to come back and discuss the new one and we skipped the year um, we're going to have to get a hold of her and get her back on the show and have her talk about the new list as it comes out this is uh well i think we've missed the window for that but uh the new list will be out in about six months we'll get a hold of her uh and one of the big stories of wine this past year is the wine shop Sherry Lehman, which is the one that got in trouble and they closed the door and the state liquor authority, New York State Liquor Authority, uh, shut them down and people said they lost uh, uh, an unbelievable amounts of money and and some great wines were ordered but never delivered and all that stuff. We talked about that. But that is what they're saying was the big, second biggest story out of 2023. Uh, the number three on their list is the Bordeaux 2022 future prices analysis. And it says it's... Uh, uh, Great vintages often mean higher prices, and they expect prices to rise by 15 to 25 percent on wines from the Bordeaux's top chateaus. So that's an interesting item. Most of us don't buy those anyway. Another item they said, number four on the list, new study links coffee and tea to longer life. Wow not wine, uh, news that everyone's favorite sources of caffeine might have some positive long-term health benefits. And it turns, that it, it turns out that it may be fueling longer lives and reducing disease risk factors. So there you go. If you're a coffee drinker or a tea drinker, it's another benefit. 
we're back to the uh, underground seller, uh, underground seller, uh, San Francisco-based internet retailer is talking about 24,000 clients has faced bankruptcy, and they are uh, said to be in major, major debt. They did an $8 million loan, which they are defaulting on, and half the bottles that they had stored and all that. I think this is the company, too, that we had on the program that they were talking about it, and it was a, a great, great concept, what they were doing. I mean, it was really a fantastic concept, but I think they jumped in with both feet before they started to test how deep it was, and they are really in over their heads right now. Uh, they have a court-appointed a court trustee and they've got uh, some really ugly custody bottles over some of the pricey wines that they have. The people want their money, and the people want their wine, and so it's a nasty thing. But I'm pretty sure that's the company that we had on. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. I'm sure you all heard about that. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank in the spring of 2023 uh, just couldn't handle it. And uh, they collapsed, which was not a good thing for the wine industry because they had already put out a lot of loans to California wineries, uh, providing loans and well, financial advice and industry support and all that, uh, uh, over 400 winery clients. And they collapsed, which really caused repercussions. Other banks stepped in. A lot of other banks stepped in and took over and uh, tried to ease the pain. But I'm sure there were some that felt it. Uh, there is a big restaurant in Las Vegas, Ariel. Uh, closed in Las Vegas after 24 years, and they were a wine spectator on Grand Award-winning wine list, and they had a interesting four-story tower of wine that you can see the people going up and down getting it and all that, a glass tower, uh, but they couldn't make it anymore, and they closed. Another big thing that Wine Spectator came out with, which might in, well, interest everyone and make everyone go yay, is the fact that a glass of wine a day could keep frailty away as we age. Uh, certain nutrients found in wine can help prevent the onset of frailty in older adults. Uh, it's... Uh, Adults who consume high levels of flavonols, antioxidants, are found commonly in wine, green tea, dark chocolate, citrus fruits, apples, berries, and coffee have significantly lower chance of developing frailty over time, uh, with particular benefits from the flavonol called quercetin, which is found in red wine. 
So uh, another good good thing there. Uh, here's an, another number nine on their list. Uh, oh, okay. This is Napa Valley's Favia makes a play for the future. Uh, Favia's Andy Erickson and Annie Favia secured a new home for the their elite label in the Oakville Appalachian by partnering with the Honeyus family. I'm sorry, I haven't heard of either, but these are all new new wineries out there that I have not been able to keep up with. Uh, California's wine soggy start to the new year. A year ago, they were flooding. Uh, they were hammered with snow and rain and you know, the, all sorts of stuff went through there. And it led to floods and fallen trees and wind and power outages and evacuations and sinkholes and mudslides and all sorts of stuff. But... 2023 vintage at the years of the drought turned out to be quite good for a lot of wineries there. It was uh, just absolutely amazing how well it went. Uh, 2023 year in analysis uh, said that it's probably one of the better years that they've had in a long time in California. And then the last one here, uh, Chateau, okay. Uh, Arnelia, uh, winemaker Axel Hines, has returned to his hometown of Bordeaux as the new CEO of Chateau Les Combes, uh, which is great. He's a good, he's a good winemaker. Uh, I'm familiar with him. I don't know why. I've had some of his wines. Uh, that's probably why. So, uh, there's what Wine Spectator is saying that, you know, coming out of their magazine with the big events of 2023. Uh, so, you know, the uh, seven wine regions to watch in 2024. These are regions to uh, keep an eye on for good wines. This is put together by sommeliers. Uh, this isn't any one individual. This is a group that got together and did this. So it's uh, I don't know, something like that. I put a little bit more stock in than I do just uh, one person doing something. Sicily. The wines of Sicily. Those... I've only had, I think, maybe one Sicilian wine that I can remember. I certainly believe I like to think I had more than one, but only one that I can remember. Uh, they said the Sicily is a great amount of wine. Sicily's active volcano is home to some of the world's most unique, exciting, terror-driven, high-energy wines that rival the great Burgundies and Barolas. That's saying something. So Sicily is, put that on your uh, on your list. Greece, Greek wines. 
Yeah. I have had Greek wines. Tarpon Springs, which is a big Greek community not too far from here, um, a, a big Greek community. In fact, they do a, uh, this is nothing to do with wine, but this is something you might be interested in. Epiphany is coming up this Saturday. That is the 12th day of Christmas. Uh, that's when the wise men are supposed to have arrived at the uh, birth of Jesus. So it's uh, it's called Epiphany. I'm not, you know, just, just to let you know. But every year at Tarpon Springs, and again, like I say, it's a big, big Greek community down there. It's uh, You can go down there and eat you know, Greek food to your heart's desire. They have sponge stocks down there. They sell all sorts of sponges uh, that they go out in the golf and they pick and they bring them back and dry them out and, you know, get the bugs out of them and the little fishies out of them and sell them to you. And so you can buy sponges, raw sponges and uh, untreated sponges and all that good stuff. And they also have restaurants and they also have great big Greek bakeries. Oh my gosh. You, oh, you can't believe the Greek bakeries. But all this stuff is down there in uh, Tarpon Springs. And the Epiphany is coming up this Saturday. And what they do on the Epiphany is there's a bayou that comes in. And it's um, maybe, I don't know, 150 yards by 150 yards uh, circle. And it's a big thing. I mean, there are there's going to be thousands, literally thousands of people coming to this. And they have little ceremonial stuff before and all that stuff. I mean, they don't just go right to it. But the whole point is, is the priest of the big church down there has a cross, a great big cross. Uh, I, I want to say wooden, but probably not because the cross sinks. I don't know. I've never seen it. He tossed the cross into the center of the bayou. And a whole bunch of young men, 17, 18-year-olds, dive into the bayou. And whoever happens to retrieve the cross is granted good luck for, for the next year. And it's a pretty, you know, a pretty important thing. These, these boys, you know, put great stock in that. They're all, usually most all of them are Greek Orthodox uh, uh, in the religion. But that's... Uh, that's coming up this Saturday, and it's going to probably be even more crowded because it's going to be on a Saturday, and so therefore we'll get more more people to it and all that. So, but that's a celebration of Epiphany down there, and it's, it's really a pretty big thing. So, I, I think it's the biggest one in the country, if I'm not mistaken. But a lot of Greeks down there, uh, restaurants, everything else, and they also bring in wine. And I have bought uh, quite a few different wines from the different restaurants or different stores. I shouldn't say restaurants, different stores and all that. And most of them they try to sell are sweet wines. And they're really sweet. I mean, oh, my God, they're really sweet. I've had a couple of reds and a couple of whites that weren't sweet and they were okay they they really but they all tend to be light but this article here is saying that there are some great 
wines out there that have a little bit more structure, a little bit more character to it that are out of Greece. So I don't know. I'm my history of Greek wines is all been sweet or light uh, style. So, uh, but he's saying that there's uh, uh, a uh, savory reds, the spellbindingly savory reds of the uh, Neusha PDO made with uh, Zinamabro grapes. Uh, I don't know. I've never had them. I have to go back down there, and not this weekend because it's going to be packed, but. Uh, I'll have to go back down there and check out and see if they have any decent red wines down there or anything besides just the real sweet ones. But look for the Greek wines. They're, they have Greek wines and all that. But, you know, check and be sure that they're not real sweet. Check your residual sugar levels. And if you don't know, ask your retailer uh, what the sugar level is on it. And if they say, I don't know, then don't get it until you find somebody who can tell you. Uh, only suggestion I have, unless you like real sweet wines, then, you know, go for it. Washington State, they're saying, is another area that you really should look at. And most people look for uh, labels from Chateau Saint-Michel, which is in all the grocery stores and everything else. But it says here, smaller producers such as... Such as Grand Mercy, Hedges, and Pursued by Bear are really making incredible wines on par with anything you'll find in California. Grand Mercy, G-R-A-M-M-E-R-C-Y, or Hedges, H-E-D-G-E-S, or just Pursued by Bear. So look for those labels. Armenia. That is interesting. Uh, Ar Armenian wines. That's some Armenian wines. I had a friend of mine years ago who was from Armenia, and he used to share wines with me. And the ones that he got weren't real exciting because Armenia basically was putting out brandies. And the wines weren't... Uh, notable, I guess is the best word for them. But they're saying here that there are some great regions and all that coming out of Armenia now. So uh, forgo the brandies that are out of Armenia and start looking for the wines that are available from there. Next one, South Africa. We all know that South Africa is making some good wines. If you haven't had South African wines and you are really doing yourself a disservice because there are some wonderful wines coming out of South Africa, uh, it's a, uh, a good market, uh, a good region to market the wines. And the price is going to be phenomenally low compared to anywhere, any other wines that you get for that quality. Uh, it's going to appeal to your Pinot Grigio, Sauvignon Blanc, uh, 
Chardonnay drinkers because they're putting out some really nice wines, uh, particularly the Chenin Blanc. Uh, it's probably the Chenin Blanc, I think, is the most planted variety uh, in South Africa right now. But it's a great wine. And again, compared to uh, Pinot Grigio, Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, so, South Africa. Dural Valley. Now, the Dural Valley is noted for port. So, they're saying this is what to look for in the new year is Dural Valley. Port. We've talked about port and... In fact, I just told you some about Port, I think, last week. Uh, it's They're saying that uh, Portugal is going to be a hot ticket this coming year. Uh, they've got a bunch of indigenous great varieties that they produce some rich, full-bodied wines, bold, fruity wines, uh, a real distinct minerality to them. Uh, they have a distinct terror there, uh, quality grapes and good value and great growing areas. So put that on your radar, Douro Valley, and not just for port, but for other wines, if you can find them. You know, the thing is you walk into stores and you say, I'm looking for wines from Douro Valley. And most of the time, the... Uh, See, I told you she'd come back in and get it. Uh, <laughs> uh, she just took my wine. It's a good thing I filled it up right before she left. Uh, so, that's uh, the uh, another good re region right there that they're uh, predicting as one to keep on your radar for 2024. Uh, Dural Valley, South Africa, Armenia, Washington State, Greece, and Sicily. Boy, I had to scroll all the way up to the very top to find that. Uh, seven regions that they're suggesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I saw this headline. I didn't read the article, but I got to read the headline. Italian prisoners protest the paltry prosecco ration. Huh? The prisoners get a ration of champagne or prosecco, and they're protesting the fact that they're not getting enough. Well, they should be lucky that they're getting any. I don't think any of our prisons serve champagne or sparkling wine of any type or anything. Uh, no, a little small article. Uh, but, no. Uh, Prosecco. Uh, it's, uh, the prisoners are complaining. Let's see, what's it? Though it is traditional for inmates to be given a small amount of sparkling wine to toast the New Year with, some reportedly took umbrage at the size of the Prosecco pours and protested by setting fire to a cell. <laughs> Two prison officers were hospitalized for an inhalation of smoke. Well, there they go. Protesting the amount of Prosecco they got. Ah, nice. Well, why not? Uh, 
And let's see. Okay. Uh, that's done. Let me look at this next one here. Oh, wow, it's almost 8 o'clock. Uh, France buys back Bordeaux. And I thought, what? What? France is buying back Bordeaux? And as I read the article, and I'll just condense it down to a little short sentence for you. China has been buying lots of Bordeaux. China has been coming in and buying all sorts of parcels that are available. And the Chinese winemakers and Chinese, uh, no, what's my word, uh, uh, buying something on, on the fact that they hope the price goes up and all that stuff. And they're buying a bunch of it. Well, France is saying, no, no more. We're going to buy it ourselves. And so they have informed the vineyard, uh, the vineyard, the vineyards, that if they're going to sell, then they need to let the French government know first. And they will give them a, a competitive offer. Uh, that doesn't mean they have to take it, but most of the French are saying, yeah, okay, uh, we will. And so Chinese consumers uh, look for stately imagery and pedigree and in, in the names, and the, they came over and gotten all these vineyards and all the, well, some of the wineries have been sold and all that. And the French government says, that's it. So, uh, no more. They're uh, trying to stop the Chinese from taking over so many of the vineyards and so much land and all that in the Bordeaux region of, of France. Uh, Let's see. Uh, California expanded the bottle bill. Yeah, the, the bottle bill in California. This is uh, the the goal is to stop the state's struggling recycling program and further reduce glass, aluminum, plastic, bimetal, and certain other scrap materials from going into landfills. So the bottle bill has been passed which means that it's going to start costing you to buy a bottle of wine because you have to put so much money extra for the container. And if you bring the container back, then you get your money back or you can trade it for your next one. And it's it's just a classic thing. They used to, they do this in a lot of states, but California has spread it out to a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, current redemption rates are five cents for each aluminum, glass, plastic, or bimetal containers of less than 24 fluid ounces. Ten cents for get why did they do, right in the middle of what I'm trying to read here, and they throw this ad on top of it. Uh, Ten cents for a container of 24 fluid ounces or more, along with a 1.5% administrative fee rebate retained by the distributor. Ooh, as of January 1st, 
bladders, boxes, pouches, or similar containers of wine and distilled spirits, regardless of the size, are, ex are accepted as well, which is redeemable for 25 cents. That's going to be all these wine in the box, black box and boda box and all that stuff, 25 cents. So uh, it's the law directs Cal Recycle to spend $15 million a year for curbside neighborhood drop-off programs. It's going to get expensive for retailers to keep track of this. It's going to get expensive for you as a consumer if you go to California or if you live in California. Uh, it's going to uh, take a dip in, in some of the sales, especially around the edge of the borders and all that. Uh, the manufacturers also pay processing fees. Uh, which is a fraction of a cent per container. This is based on beverage container materials used. Uh, for example, and this is what's going to raise prices, for example, the fee a winery, distillery, or other beverage maker would pay for glass as, a, as, uh, as of the new year is 0.576 cents per bottle. 50, 57 cents a pound. That would work out to $5,760 for a small-scale vendor that makes 10,000 12-bottle cases a year. 57600 and $576,000 for medium and large-scale wineries producing 100,000 and a million cases annually. That's a chunk of change. You know, and distributors pay the redemption value to the state's CRV fund, that's a recycle fund, and may recoup this cost from retailers or consumers. So this is, uh, you know, I can see the landfills getting full. I can see Save the Earth and all that. But boy, this is this is going to get expensive for people. Uh and they're not recycling as much now in California as they used to. Uh, that's one main reason is because they don't have the market price for the recycled items. That, that has went down, and so therefore it's you take yourself a bunch of recycled material and, and you used to get, you know, 30 cents a pound, 40 cents a pound. Now it's dropping down to 15 cents a pound, 10 cents a pound. It's People aren't doing it. It's not worth it. So it's being thrown in the landfill, and California said we want to stop this landfill, so they're starting this program. Good luck with it. I, I don't know. It's uh, You know, we all complain about this stuff when it starts, and we complain about it for, you know, then it settles in, and we pay it. Oh, I think that's what's going to happen. The thing is with California, if this starts working well there and there's no glitches and people start doing it, it's going to start spreading around the country because a lot of places aren't recycling what they should. Uh, less than half of items that can be recycled are being recycled, and that drops down to like 20% for other items. Uh, so if this works then we may see it pop up in other states. 
yours next. So, all right, there we go. Uh, I've got other things to talk about, but I'm not going to. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the grapes used in the champagne may become harder to grow because of climate change. Uh, new wine label reforms take effect in the United Kingdom first of the year. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, under state law, Wisconsin wineries can stay open later now as of the first of the year. Uh, a biodynamic guide has been set out, biodynamic and sustainable guide has been set out. And uh, let's see. Well, here, interested parties can find more details. They've got a website here. But they got a new new guide for biodynamic. Lots of stuff happening first of the year. So, oh, all right. I'm We are done for the night, I believe. Okay. It is 8.05 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, January the 4th, 2024. And looks like we are uh, uh, finished with tonight's show. We will be back uh, next week. That's uh, January the 11th, next Thursday, live at 7 p.m. So, uh, Mark your calendars. Try and join us uh, live if you can. If not, Archives always works, and uh, we appreciate you uh, for tuning in on the Archives as well. Um, we be sure to listen to Mike's back. radio show, flightlineradio.com. Okay. Okay. You always forget uh, appreciate that. that. No. I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, they'll find it if, you know, you want to tune in. That'd be great. But, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> there are no things on there, but it's just, um, but, after my show, however, after my show, uh, at 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, you can listen to this show on Saturdays as well. That comes up after my show. So, uh, yeah, you can you can tune as a uh, as a you know something uh, as well. In case you missed the live, but then you're not going to hear me right now anyway. I don't know where I'm trying to go with that, but it wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't matter if you can hear this show now. You're not going to know about Saturday until after. The, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, and uh, the first and 15th is on yeah, 7 a.m. to 7 or, or 7 a.m. And again, at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays is uh, first and 15th with uh, Kaplowitz and uh, Phil. And uh, it is a very enjoyable show. They were on uh, they did a special Christmas um, show um, yeah. th- uh, two weeks ago, and then it was replayed um yesterday so it was on twice because they didn't do a january you know new year type of thing so um yeah it's uh, next week next week next week no week after next should be the next one so uh really taking a little bit of it and uh you know first and 15th so check it out also available on uh apple um it's uh, the podcast. I don't know if it's iTunes, but I, I did find it on the Apple Podcast uh, page. So you can also uh, search there. And uh, make sure it's the one with uh, Kaplowitz or Cap and uh, Phil. Not uh, There's a couple others that I found, too, but I'm like, eh, no. Um, no. These guys. So very entertaining. Yep. Um, and uh, it's different. Uh, so it's <laughs> funny. It just, they they it start is. out. Yeah. Today's topic yeah. is San Francisco. And 
Yeah. That's the last you hear the name San Francisco mentioned until toward the end. They go, oh, yeah, and San Francisco, because <laughs> they branch out to so many other stuff. You know, it's, yeah, but it's it kind of morphs into different topics. It is fun. Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in again. Have a great week and uh, a great, great week ahead. And we'll talk to you all next uh, Thursday, January 11th. Thank you. Be Thank safe you. out there. Thanks for listening. See you next week. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwine.com. Archive shows are available for download on iTunes or my on bad. Our- Did you hear that? Oh. Yeah, it was my bad. I want to see if I can stop that, but I can't. It, it... No, I, I just, I'm playing it on this end. It's the video. Uh, See, I have to yeah. I have to play the video version so the people on Facebook have something to watch, uh, oh, and then the one okay. on the studio is just the uh, the audio part of it. But it's like an old one. The, the but it says one. video version on it, though. Uh, yes, that is the audio from the video that play. You know, that oh, should be the I same see what audio. you're doing. Um, but the actual video okay. is on. Oh, it's paused. Okay, go ahead. At blogtalkradio.com forward slash all about wine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Enjoy that. That might be the last time you hear that one. I shall make a new one. Yeah, I, <laughs> if I can get away with that. <laughs> it, it takes a little bit. Well, yeah, I bet it does. Editing it's like uh, four hours to edit a four-minute song or wow. something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it can take AI a, a now, bit. So let AI do it. Yeah, I should just let some robot uh, program uh, do it for me. Uh, maybe I'll yeah. try and that. See what they do and how it turns out and say, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might do it. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, oh, we're not in the green room. Uh, thank you, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.